Ignite Impact Podcast. I am Tracy Purdy, and I believe that people are placed into our lives at every step in our life journey to be an integral part of our story. Here on the podcast, we will talk with individuals who have influenced me, helped me grow, nurtured me, inspired me, transformed my thinking, and enriched my life, and will do the same for you. We will be covering a variety of subjects, so stay tuned to be inspired and encouraged. Welcome to Ignite Impact. This week is going to be a little bit different. I felt this week that I just needed some laughter and like fun conversation. So I asked Melissa to come back and visit with me because I'm hilarious. You are so funny. (laughs) I... I think that laughter can truly be medicine. It's so important to laugh at yourself, to have fun conversations with people that get you, you know, engaged in laughter. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Even this morning, I was like, man, I just feel so stressed about work and all these things that I need to get done. And I walk in Mm -hmm. and we just start hanging out and it's fun. And And we laugh. Yes. And now my attitude is different and I'm ready for this. I totally think that it can create like a positive bond <clears throat> and releases stress, you know? Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard if you have a major issue and you just like it is, you know, an all-consuming problem in your life or like hardship that you're going through that you just at some point just go, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> just like force yourself to laugh at it because it's so awful. Yeah. It does help. Yeah, Laughter does. is the best medicine. It does. The other day I did a, I did a reel on Instagram with my laundry. Did you see that one? Oh, yes. And my kids were watching and they thought it was freaking hilarious that I like attacked the laundry and we'd watched it over and over again and just laughed. I'm like, laundry But it didn't go away. Out. No. No, I know. No, it didn't. It's <sighs> still there, you know? You know, yeah. like older moms, they'll be like, one day you'll miss it. One day you'll miss that laundry. I'm like... One day I will not miss my laundry. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> no. if, I don't know if I'm going to miss that. <laughs> I will not. But I do think that laughter and humor is not just like an inspirational thing. I truly think that there's like a science behind it, you know? So I came up with grab bag of questions. I love with this. Melissa. So these are just like funny random questions. My kids are like the best at That's the best laugh. thing about kids. <clears throat> okay. So what <laughs> is... A quality that you still want to have when you're 90 years old. Okay. I, you know, I have some friends who know this motto that I have, which is don't lose your edge. Mm. And a guy in college once said to me, my my maiden name was Willard. He said, Willard, don't ever lose your edge. And I was like, I will never lose my edge. Which like means spontaneity and like just fun. Like- you just got to have fun. And also like, don't be scared to do things. I really had no limits in college. Like I could just have fun or do anything and rally for absolutely anything. Sure. And I feel the same way still. Mm -hmm. I I mean, (laughs) Oh no, (laughs) I'm losing my edge. (laughs) This is a check. This is a gut check on edge. I want to always be able to have fun and be spontaneous Mm -hmm. and not be swayed to do something just because it sounds hard to do. Scary. Yeah. When you have kids, I'm like, you know, things are within reason. Like someone, sure. I don't, I feel like I shouldn't die yet. I gotta, you know, you gotta I should stop. be a little less of a risk taker and mm-hmm. 
mostly because I think my husband would would just be done in if he was left to tend to them himself. <laughs> right. It's going to be a, a little aware of those things, right? I asked Adam this <laughs> at dinner last night, Dee, and he was like, be able to get around. I was like, oh. He was like, I want to be able to still function and do the things that I want to do. I was like, that's very um, telling of the of the type of person that you are. I think I I want to still have my mind. Yeah. You know, I want to still be cognitively aware of how do we control that though you don't go biloba i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah i guess so and i'm i'm sure that would be really hard like your body failing but your brain still being completely functioning oh i cannot imagine but we my grandpa he was struggling to walk even just down his driveway and Mm -hmm. we were like you got to walk to the mailbox like a few times a day just walk to your mailbox and you got to walk like one house down and just do that every day till you can walk too. I mean, you gotta stay, stay in shape. Moving. Yeah. yeah, that yeah, and that's that was Adam's. <clears throat> okay, what is a book that has influenced you? you well, know? I mean, I feel like the right easy answer is the Bible, right? And that is true because yeah. anytime there's anything that's questionable in life, or you're not sure what to do, or you just need inspiration, you can always go to the Word and yeah. find the answer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I would also my favorite author is. Henry Nouwen, it's actually Henri Nouwen. Mm-hmm. He's an old professor and also he was Catholic, but his writings are so intriguing about Is just Is he the Genesee? Yeah. Yes. You, he went to a monastery just to embrace being quiet and hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. He, his whole thing is like the, the world is so loud and things we need recognition in and where we find our worth and worth and mm-hmm. everything yeah. that is like so deeply influenced by our surroundings. But if you're just completely quiet and you actually spend time hearing from God, you'll know so much more about yourself and right. about him and you'll be able to do life so much better. Hmm. So his writings, every single book I've ever read of his is they're deep and they're so good. And you just leave feeling like so much closer to God, but also just really good about yourself. I like that. Yeah. Mine is less spiritual, <laughs> and I say influenced me the most. I don't, I don't know if I can say like it's changed my life, but it definitely set me on a different path. It's called Skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you say that word. Well, it's the title of a book, and it completely changed the way I thought about food. Is that the one that's about eating like celery smoothies? No, <laughs> no. celery sounds like boring life no (laughs) she's vegan which I am not vegan but I am pescatarian and it changed the way that I thought about meat and it I I think it was written like around the same time that fork over knives you know all of those documentaries about food and it did it changed the way I thought about food and how our food is processed and that sort of stuff so whenever I think of what's a book that influenced me then that definitely did because I stopped eating meat after that. Yeah, you know, I will say when it comes to health, a book that changed my life Mm -hmm. was called The Eat Clean Diet. It's not really about a diet. It's about a lifestyle change into eating clean. And it's actually kind of an older book if you look it up. But um, it's good. I give it to a lot of people who are just struggling with their fitness or with their food because it it just gets you about About getting lean meats and vegetables and how much water you need and Mm. why. And so I actually will read that about once a year. Mm. Eat Clean Diet. That's a good book if you need some inspiration on getting healthy. That's cool. Okay, next question. (laughs) Okay. 
I know that you have like so many of these, but what is your favorite memory of helping a stranger? I do. I do have a lot of these. Which says a lot about the person that you are because I, I mean, you always just seek out people to uh, like, help. You know what I mean? Maybe, but I also think weird things just happen around me. <laughs> <laughs> They're drawn to like, me, right? I'll, friends will be like, that would happen to you. And I'm like, I know. And I'm also boggled by it. <laughs> so my first initial thought is I have, and this is kind of a sadder story, but multiple times... And actually, with the same person, my friend Rudy, before uh, either of us were married, whenever we would hang out, like we'd just be walking down the street Mm -hmm. and multiple times we saw women get abused by men. And I don't think that's a very normal thing to see ever. Right. So in particular, I can remember one time we were in San Francisco and we were just walking and this lady basically got thrown out of her car and we saw her get hit while she's pushed out of a car and she had blood all over and the guy was like trying to get her back in and we were like, she's not, like, she's not going with you. Mm-hmm. And so we had to separate them. Mm-hmm. And so, and that has happened to me and Rudy, like in multiple places. And That's I crazy. sometimes wonder if the Lord just like he used our friendship to be mm-hmm. in those situations yeah. then to help those people. That's because crazy. I certainly couldn't have separated these men from these women and he was able to. Isn't wow, that so random? That is really random. That's just weird. I feel like God has given me a grace for situations like that. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, next question. You and I have talked about this a couple of different times, but have you ever had any reoccurring nightmares or dreams? I have. I have a very irrational fear of going to prison. And I, don't, I think because I know I would get eaten alive if I was sent to prison. And I am so scared of it. Yeah. And also, I probably watch way too many prison reality shows. Oh, I'm so intrigued by them. so good. I know. I, know, I get addicted. But I have a recurring dream that in different ways, I somehow commit involuntary manslaughter. Recently, it was that I ran over someone at a Mardi Gras parade and I killed her and I was sent to prison. Oh, so I woke up at like four in the morning and was like, I can't go back to sleep. Like this can't happen. I don't want to know what prison is like. You think it would be like, I can't go to sleep. Like I just hit somebody in my dream. Right. But But instead it was like the consequence. So that is it. I have all kinds of nightmares about going to prison, going to prison. That's crazy. I'm sweating thinking about it. (laughs) I cannot do that. That cannot happen to me. No, I don't think you'd make it. Mm -hmm. No, definitely not. One hour. Those ladies would have me. Uh, one of mine, and I, you know, I always think back to like, why am I having this dream? Why do I continue to dream this same dream? I mean, like for years. Okay. So it takes me back to college and I used to do shows and me showing up to the show and not having any of my costumes Mm. where they're supposed to be or there at all. Me not knowing the choreography or the songs, and I still have to go out on stage to do this oh, performance. Oh, man. It's like... I'm sweating. Over over and over again, and it varies, like, for what the show is or, you know, this or that, but it, it's all essentially the same thing of, like, I don't have what I need, where I'm supposed to have it, and, like, showing up to college on the first day, and I've lost my schedule. Oh gosh, that's a real one. Like I don't I don't know which class I'm supposed to go to. I printed my schedule, but where is my schedule? I don't know where it is. And then I have to try to find where to go to f- get my schedule printed and I don't know where to go. Mm. So I'm just like wandering and I, I, honestly, I think it all comes back to control, which is something that just keeps coming back in my life every day. 
I have issues with control and trying to control every little bitty aspect of life. And whenever I get like into that mindset, I start having those dreams about things that I like thought that I can control and I don't know that's a real one I played college soccer mm-hmm. and I also remember in that season I would have major dreams about forgetting my cleats or yeah. forgetting my uniform and the coach would be on me and I couldn't yeah. play which is like my nightmare sure. and now I do have that with my kids oh. like before oh I can't even believe I say this out loud but I have a daughter who's a cheerleader she's a cheerleader you're I just, supposed to be a soccer mom not a cheer mom yeah I'm a cheer mom <laughs> I'm in it I'm in it deep and she's never gonna play soccer she's over it but I get nervous that I'm going to forget like her bow or her cheer shoes. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, those, those cheerladies are crazy. So I'm like, what happens? I feel like the consequences would be even worse than if you forgot your soccer cleats. I mean, I don't know. That's real. That is so funny. Okay. This is one of my favorite things to talk with you about. Do you believe in miracles? Which I know you do. Yes. Because you've seen miracles happen. Yeah. And those stories are so cool knowing that miracles still happen today. It's cool to hear your story. So I would love to hear. I have seen miracles. I've seen, I really believe in miracles and I think they're for today. I think they happen in every country. I think they can happen to anybody. I definitely believe in miracles. So I've seen multiple times. I've seen people with one leg shorter than the other where they get prayed over and it grows like the leg extends fully and then they start stop walking with a limp. It sounds bizarre to someone who's never like it is bizarre. It is (laughs) which yeah yeah it It is is bizarre and it's like I don't know how many people have legs that are shorter than the other I mean like why do I keep ending up in situations where that happens but here I am um I'm trying to think of one of the crazier ones I've ever seen was um I was on a run one day through the Redwoods in um, Santa Cruz, California. This is when I was like really first realizing that like God is still alive today, that God Mm. can still do miracles. Yeah. Because, you know, you can go to church and hear it and you hear the word and you read the Bible and it says like God does miracles and you hear all these miracles. Long story short, I was running through the woods and this guy ran by. I mean, he was like clearly a runner, had all his fitness stuff on, had a backpack with water and was running, but he had a major limp. I mean, it was like, not like he was hurt. It was like his leg had a major issue and running with a limp. So when I was first learning about this, like I had never seen a miracle in front of me. I'd never prayed for one. I felt this prompting to go pray for him. But like, if you meet someone in the hills, in the mountains of Santa Cruz, in the Redwoods, like you probably should run faster away from them. Like Mm -hmm. you get a lot of people that live out in the woods and they're not necessarily good people. So it was against my intuition to go run after this man and stop him and be like, can I pray for you? Which also even that was weird for me at that time. Now, mm-hmm. now I would actually feel very comfortable with it. Then I was like, I'm, I'm going mm-hmm. insane. So I ran after him mm-hmm. and kind of startled him because he had headphones in and I kind of tapped on his shoulder and I said, um, I know this is crazy, but as you were running by, I felt like God wanted me to pray for you. And pray for this limp that you had. And he's like, oh, it's just a chronic limp. I've had it since I was born. Yeah, it's nothing that can be fixed, but it doesn't really bother me all that much. And um, he's like, but sure, yeah, go, like, please pray for me. And he started to run away, you know, like, okay, crazy lady, go pray at your home. And I was like, no, 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 like right now, (laughs) which... (laughs) 
was weird for me. Like this right. wasn't like, oh, like I, w- I just pray for people. This is very mm-hmm. normal. Let me pray for you. This was like, I'm totally here. weirded out too. <laughs> so this guy stops and he's like, okay. And I'm like, can I just put my hand on your shoulder and, and pray for you? And he's like, sure. So I just prayed like something very simple and wanted to get out of the situation quickly. So I was like, <laughs> in the name of Jesus, please heal this man's legs so that he doesn't have to run with a limp. Amen. And he's like, great, thank you. And goes to run away and his limp was completely gone. And then he looked at me and we both, I think he thought maybe I thought this was normal, but I didn't know what was going to happen. And I was shocked by it. And so I was like, no way. And he's like, no way. And so we were both like, no way in the woods. And he's like, I don't know what just happened. That was so amazing. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like teary eyed. And then we both went on running our own way. Oh my gosh. That is, it was amazing. That's but that was one of the first things that opened my eyes to that God still can perform miracles and wants mm-hmm. to perform miracles in people's lives, even in chronic situations and new situations where people need healing for cancer mm-hmm. or for whatever it may be, that we should pray into it as if no one's prayed for it before and right. a miracle and can happen. It. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's so cool. Just being open to hearing those promptings and actually being obedient and doing obedient in the most awkward places because right. like my coworkers there were not Christians mm-hmm. like or maybe they were but like you don't see that all the time and right. so to all of a sudden see someone like or hear someone in a dressing room with a customer and praying over them like maybe that's not so professional I mean there's so many things in this world that tell us not to do it right and to go against that and mm-hmm. do it is one obedience yeah two I always say, if you feel a prompting like that, like take the risk because God will back you up. Like you might mm-hmm. feel totally crazy, but God will back you up. And and if for some reason you're off and it doesn't work, it's still okay. And you might leave like, I can't believe I just did that. Nothing happened. You don't know what's happening right, in the spiritual realm. Yeah, that's so true. Kind of going a different but similar route. I took George to see Jesus Revolution. Oh, you did? Have you seen it yet? No. Was it good? unbelievable I've heard I cried multiple times I had like holy spirit goosebumps 10 12 times throughout the whole movie I think even if you are not a believer it's such a great movie to see that but whenever you were talking about that and like having this radical faith Mm -hmm. that does not look like what everybody else is doing is exactly what Jesus did. Yeah. The story behind it all was just so cool about that Jesus movement, you know, in the in the 60s, 70s and and how they just did things that were not expected. Yeah. You know, and to trust what the Lord has said. I mean, it was just really cool. If you haven't seen it yet, you should go see it. And it doesn't have to look like hooting and hollering or anything crazy. Right. It can, I mean, what I have learned through just being present when people are around present with God and listening to him in the moments. And then also being present in front of these people is that people are longing to be seen. They're longing for the hardships to be seen and for people to give them hope. Mm -hmm. And most people are also longing for a spiritual moment. And that's why I think a lot of people go to all kinds of different religions, just hoping for something looking for, yeah, for that connection existential to happen. Mm -hmm. And so Yes, I I just think once you do it, you're surprised at how willing and open people are to hear from God, mm, yeah. and it it ends up not being as weird or creepy or whatever you, whatever you might think might happen. It ends up being very like normal and calm. You don't have to be right. a weirdo doing it. You can be your normal self, right? But so. just stepping into those promptings, that's yes. so cool. 
Okay, next question. I'm going to... What fictional character do you want to beat up and why? Well, I don't know. I can't... I You know, I don't really watch a lot of movies <laughs> or anything, so mm-hmm. I'm not really great at answering this. But the first one that comes to mind in me, because I introduced my kids to um, the original movie, Matilda, I would beat up her parents. Yeah. They're, and Miss Trunchbull. Like, they're so mean. They are. They're so mean to her. Or, yeah, I don't do very well when kids are being treated mean. No, that's so true. Yeah. So so we watched, a few years ago, we were watching The Walking Dead. Have you ever watched no. The Walking Dead? Okay. And we're, like, into season four or something like that. And Negan, he is, like, the most awful person on the planet. Mm. Like, I started having nightmares about him. So we had to stop watching it because I was like, Adam, I just, I don't, I have like a really wrong feeling <laughs> whenever I watch this about him. So he's the person that I would beat up. He's just mm. an awful person. If you still watch that show, I, I hope he's gone. But well, it's a show. It's not a movie. So yeah, I just don't Dead? watch things. Never watched The Walking Dead. I mean, okay. I watch like Selling Sunset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've done that too. That's a good one. Um, what is something that you promised yourself to not do, but you did it anyway? You want to hear mine? Yeah. Okay. I have a couple of things. I said I would never, ever wear skinny jeans when they first came out. I was like, that's not happening. And I have many pairs of skinny jeans. <laughs> that's one thing. And then I said I would never, ever get eyelash extensions. Oh. And as you can see, I get eyelash extensions and they make me so happy. They look so good. But... They make me feel alive without having to wear makeup because Mm. I can't wear makeup these days. It irritates my eyes. And so I'm like, rather than looking dead or sick all the time, I think I'm just going to do this, (laughs) you know? (laughs) What about you? Um, Very recent one is that I gave up Instagram for Lent and that lasted 30 minutes. (laughs) So like, do you start over or do you just like next year? (laughs) on to something different yeah I did you know. replace it with something different no no I'm oh, still okay. questioning whether I should give it up you really mm-hmm. should I mean all of us should give up a lot of social right. media and phone things because they are life wasters they are they can suck the but life they're also you. like I mean I really do stay connected with some of my friends through it so it's it's a fine line yeah I more so just waste my time you on get it. sucked in on it so have you seen that you can set a timer yes okay. I've seen this yeah I should I've do that set a timer and it's kind of alarming when my timer goes off you know yeah early in the day and I'm like okay I I'm guess I'm done, done. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you just got to be wise about it but right. um Mine- I do unfollow people that I feel like are not uplifting to me mm-hmm. or have not been encouraging in our friendships or something like that yeah totally totally okay this one's fun if you were to get arrested from your home what would your neighbors assume that you did well first of all if I got arrested from my home I'd probably come out passed out because I'm so scared of prison (laughs) we did and (laughs) I don't know what would they I have no idea what do you think I would get in trouble for if you were my neighbor, what would you think? Oh, I don't know. I'm not your neighbor. I think my neighbor beating my children. I don't right. beat them, but you know, sometimes I got to yell. Well, and that's what I would say. I feel like, so we live on a bayou, which is like a, um, it's like a rotunda outside. Oh yeah. Everything you say out back can be heard 
It carries all on the way water. Around. I mean, it just goes. The neighbors across the way probably think I yell at my kids all the time or that I'm neglecting them because I'm outside like screaming, where are you? I know you're out there. Where are you? But that's probably what people would say about me. We actually, we have an apartment connected to our house that we rent out and it keeps me accountable when a tenant's in there mm. to not lose my mind. Because right. there's just, you know, I, have you seen that meme that says if uh, if you hear me yelling at my kids, it's only because I've asked them like 28 other times yes. to do what I said. Right. And like now, and now you're here. Now I've that. crossed the threshold and now I'm going to lose it. And having a, a person in the apartment below like the kids room that'll keep you accountable because you don't want to be completely insane to them Mm -hmm. you got to see them every day yeah so really I should do it for my kids but I do it for my own dignity (laughs) (laughs) try and keep my calm Uh I just bought a book um it's called how to not lose your ish except it doesn't say ish okay while disciplining your kids Mm. and you know I just thought I would be better at parenting like at discipline, I always thought I'd be like this very peaceful mother, and um, that hasn't been the case sometimes. Yeah, mm, that's good. Okay, what is one of your most embarrassing moments? I want. Well, I don't know. I don't know. We should say this. <laughs> Do you want me to tell that story? I mean, it's really great. It's so good, but like it could change people's perspectives of me and you because you're friends with me. Okay, well, the, the story's out. Okay, the story's going to be out now. So, okay. and unfortunately, like, this is <laughs> going to be a theme now because, you know, people heard in our first podcast that I got explosive diarrhea when I first met you and mm-hmm. we went on our first date yep. during lunch. And I thought, what is this girl going to think of me? Because I keep having to go to the bathroom. This is a very <laughs> similar story. Okay, so when I was a freshman in college, I dated this guy solely because he was hot. Okay. Like, I didn't know him at all. Uh-huh. He was just really good looking, pretty boy, lacrosse player. Anyway, so, uh-huh. you know, and he was a senior as a freshman. And first of all, when, like, freshman in college, I was really, really super duper insecure. Hmm. Okay, so anyway, we're like a month into dating. He's like, hey, I want to take you, like, home to my family. I want you to meet my parents. And I was like, that awesome of a girl. <laughs> so um, he's like, I want you to meet my parents and I want to take you out to our lake house. Uh-huh. And, so I'm like, cool, yeah, let's do it. So we go up to his parents' house. And, you know, those Midwest moms, they can bake and they can cook. Mm, and so yeah. we stay there. And his mom has this, like, buffet brunch. And it is monkey bread. We eat all this, like, this egg casserole with lots of sausage and bacon and then monkey bread and then all this other stuff. Then he's like, hey, let's drive up to our lake cottage. I'm going to take you to some of my favorite places. So we stop at, like his favorite place to get ice cream and to have lunch like loaded and up. his mom made us some pastries for the ride. And like, I had no limits on eating at that time in my life. So I'm just like chowing down. Yeah. We get to this cottage and it's super cold outside. Like, like I had bathing suit, but I had sweats on on top of it and it's cold. Like it's not a day to go swimming in a lake. There's white caps everywhere and it's cloudy. We should have just ended it there. We go out on this lake and this lake is huge and we get to the middle of the lake. You don't easily get back to shore when you're at the middle of the right, lake. Sure. So we're at the middle of the lake on this boat, just enjoying. It's really beautiful out. And it hits me so bad. I just think of like dumb and dumber when it hits him. And he's uh-huh. like, I got to run to the bathroom. Like I start getting hot because I have, have I know the, I have such bad diarrhea. Have you seen the movie Bridesmaids? It's like that. It's, it's just coming out of me like lava. I wish I could have just said that out loud. It would have just changed the whole experience. But I was too insecure at the time. 
Anyway, so it hits me like I am going to poop my pants on this boat with this guy who's super hot and he's going to tell all his friends. I'm like, I have got to go. Like, there's no waiting. I'm like, it's coming fast. So I like look out at the lake and I'm like, it doesn't matter what way we go. If I do tell him, we're not making it to shore. Like, Mm -hmm. we're not going to make it. So I am not going to tell him, like, I've got to just make this happen. So I'm like, hey, you can't say that you've gone to this lake. I can't even say the lake name out loud because too many people know it, but. Anyway, so I, I'm like, I can't say that I've gone to this lake and not swam in it. Like, I got to go. And he's like, you're crazy. It's freezing out. And I'm like, I know, but I just got to try. It can't be any colder than Lake Tahoe. It was colder. So anyway, I, I'm in my bathing suit. Take off my sweats, jump in. And I unload in this lake. I mean, and it's everywhere because there's white caps. So it is up on the boat, side of the Stop. boat. It is all over the place. And thankfully, he never sees this. Like, ne- he never that sees this. That you know of. This is like God's favor over me. And I like have to get out. Okay, but I feel instantly better. You know how that is. And I <laughs> have to clear a space in the water to like clear all the poop away from me and I have to clear a little hole I climb back out and I get back in the boat I'm freezing my dignity is gone but I feel good like I finally feel good so I get back in I'm like oh that's cool but that was fun like don't try it because you don't want to get in that lake so you know all is well he didn't see it I'm all right I'm freezing cold but I'm gonna live I'm gonna dump him the next day because I know what happened <laughs> Never so I lay down at the bow of the boat and our, we're like hanging out and it hits me just as hard like five minutes later I gotta go again and I'm like this is not happening to me like why is this happening to me he's like hey we should go pray so I'm like yeah I'm gonna jump in like one more time I gotta try this and he's like you're crazy but he's just relaxed and laying down at the bow of the boat so I jump in again. I release just as much explosive diarrhea, clear hole, climb back out. Want to just? I just hate my life at this point. I just want to go home. I never want to see his face again. So I go lay down the bow of the boat for like five more minutes. And he's like, we got to go. And I'm like, thank God, I'm freezing. I'm like, yeah, let's roll. It's getting really cold. I probably shouldn't have jumped in, you know? And I stand up and he's like, oh no. And I look and there is yellow diarrhea all over those white seats. And I'm like, oh no. And he goes, um, I'm so sorry. My parents have kids on this boat all the time. I think one of them must, must have gone to the bathroom and you laid in it. And I'm like, oh, yes, they I'm did. like, oh my gosh, get it off, get it off. And I look, it's all over down my legs. And he wipes off my diarrhea from the boat. And I clean up and we left. And then I dumped him. I dumped him. I didn't tell people for four years. For four years. And then finally, my senior year of college, there was like the boys soccer team and girls soccer team all hanging out. We were good friends. And one of them, it was like right before we graduated. So it's all nostalgic and sentimental and everyone's sharing stories. And someone's like, share your most embarrassing moment since being here at Taylor. Mm-hmm. That was the day the truth came out. And I, I don't even, I don't even have anything to like compare to that. No one does. Like no I've heard, does. I've heard on the radio, like call in with your most embarrassing moment. I'm like, I could win this right now. Like tickets yeah. to Jason Aldean right now. <laughs> And I still just can't do it because too many people are listening. Well, here we are. Yeah. This will be out Woo! Okay. I feel freer. Change <laughs> of subject. Do you ever have a conversation with yourself in your head? Yes. You talk to yourself in your head? Yeah, like all day. Okay. Do you not? So No, I do. Definitely. Okay. So I went down a rabbit hole yesterday and my mind was completely blown that... Some people in this life do not have an inner monologue. They do not talk to themselves. What? Right. Like, how is this possible? I talk I to know, myself all day. Got to be such a peaceful life. 
right? Yeah. Like, it's like, like, I'm wondering, is it even a monologue I have? It's like, I talk back to myself. Right? <laughs> I have an inner dialogue. Yes. All the time. Oh, like, wow. I'm constantly thinking about things. Okay. So when you, when you think about things, do you visually see things? Like, do you see words in your brain, like written out? Sometimes I feel like most times I just see images. You see images. Yes. Yeah. So there is an actual condition that's called aphantasia. And it's sometimes called the blindness of the mind's eye. And they like can't mentally picture things. So like if I say picture your bedroom or your mom's face, like if you close your eyes, can you actually see a picture of those things? I personally can't. You cannot. I cannot close my eyes. This is mind-boggling. And see like an actual picture of something. A lot of the things, like I've read one thing where they said, close your eyes and think about an elephant. So when I close my eyes and I like really think, I might see like a picture of clip art. Like wow. a clip art of an elephant. But m- the majority of the time, I see a word. Like I just see elephant. So right now you just see the word elephant. Yeah. I mean, I see a full elephant in the background and the red dirt he's standing on and his tail is wagging and yeah, his trunk is wagging. That's mind blowing. Wow. Yeah. So I went down this rabbit hole of like this guy did a study about how people differently process things and think about that. I mean, if you think about that, like that's crazy. Yes. I can't imagine because all day long I'm talking to myself. Right. I have thinking to like of things. organize my thoughts translate my thoughts I'm constantly replaying conversations over and over again in my head it blows my mind that somebody can be and one of them is Adam Purdy he's like he has a nothing box oh man what uh, you know it's that if you've followed me for any amount of time you know I call him silent Adam because we can go on a 10 hour you know car trip and he doesn't think about anything he's just quiet he is quiet but he is not thinking I wonder if that's like more masculine, masculine, like if more guys can completely turn off their thoughts, because I've got like 85 tabs open in my oh. brain right now, and I'm constantly like clicking on them. Ooh, got to do that. Mm-hmm. And is that like a sign of ADD? I don't know. Do you actually have tabs in your head? Yes. Wow. You don't have tabs. No, I have pictures of everything I need to do. Like in boxes? Yeah, or- in boxes. Really? They swirl all over sometimes because it gets a little crazy in there. Yes. My brain is just constantly rolling. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Our minds just like. I have never heard of that. Yeah. It's a thing. If you go do a Google search on inner monologue versus not because it's fascinating to see. I have five different versions of how our conversation is going to go before we actually even have it. Oh, me too. I wonder if there's a way to turn off the inner monologue. I could probably get so much stuff done. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Like, focus. Or just be quiet. <laughs> yeah, but it's hard to, like, quiet your mind. I know. It's... That's why sleep is so good, because yes. you're forced to just be you quiet. You actually can shut off your brain. Yeah. Well, this has been fun. I love laughing with you. This is a good grab bag. Grab bag of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, I think it's important to laugh at yourself, laugh at others. Yeah. <laughs> or find somebody that you can laugh with. It's good for the soul. It is good for the soul. Don't dwell on the negative things. Hope you have enjoyed Grab Bag of Questions. <laughs> Until then. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you have been enjoying our episodes and you would like to help support the podcast, 
please share the episodes with others. Make sure you follow or subscribe wherever you listen and leave a rating or review. It means so much to me. To catch up on all the latest from me, you can follow me at Ignite Impact Podcast on Facebook and sign up for my weekly newsletter at IgniteImpactPodcast.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.